Hi, and welcome to the final episode of As It Occurs To Me. We did it! Yes! Um, thanks for sticking with this. Uh, thanks for contributing if you did. Uh, if you didn't, there's still chances to make a donation. Go to gofasterstripe.com slash A-I-O-T-M and you can buy a t-shirt or a badge or a tea towel or subscribe to the channel where there's loads of extras and longer versions of all the shows and sketches that got cut. Uh, and I think soon, a uh, cartoon uh, animated thing that uh, the animator missed the deadline for, but I think we'll put them up as a little special uh, soon as well. So, um, yeah, look, we're doing more Less Square Theatre podcasts. Do come down and see those, lessersquaretheatre.com for tickets. We've got some great guests for Series 12, including Armando Yanucci and Jan Ravens, Richard Osman. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Uh, and some good people as well that we haven't yet confirmed, but uh, it's worth taking a punt if you want to come along. Um, and uh, if you like the emergency questions, you can, can of course buy the emergency questions book at gofasterstripe.com. Um, and there's a Christmas version coming out as well, which should be available on gofasterstripe.com fairly soon. Um, you can also get an app for if you're if you've got uh, an Apple device, and we're looking into doing it on Android as well. But just search for emergency questions in the Apple Store and you'll be able to download the free app with the option to buy some more questions if you want. But anyway, let's let's not talk about this anymore. Let's just watch. I wonder what's going to happen in, with that robot and uh, old, old Abraham Lincoln. I wonder what's going to happen with that. Let's see if I watch. wonder what Nursery Rhyme will be parodying this week. I know, I've, I've, we've done the show, I've seen it. All right, bye. As it occurs to me, as it occurs to me, as it occurs to me. Welcome, my guest. It's As It Occurs to Me, and please welcome the man it's all occurred to, Petar, the bloke who sweeps up the orange bits at Kew Gardens. <laughs> I can still see them. <laughs> Why are the orange bits always there? Hello, and welcome to As It Occurs to Peter, the bloke who sweeps up the orange bits at the Kew Gardens Kid Zone area. <laughs> Though I was talking to the guys who work at the Kew Gardens roof, the treetop walk, and they call it A Iotpatata Bwa Sutu. Bukagwa. <laughs> you think you're better than me, don't you? <laughs> you're like the rooftop, walktop people, they think. <laughs> Just because they do not have to always be sweeping the orange things. Always sweeping them. Anyway, what has happened to me this month? Um, I've been keeping you hostage. Uh, I don't remember why. And also, I've been sweeping up imaginary orange bits. There are some there now. Look at them. Why do they not ever go away, my friend? Why? It is like someone has frozen Donald Trump with a freeze ray and then exploded him into a tilly million billion pieces. Anyway, I will now attempt some uh, topical stand-up. Uh, um, so anyway, uh, you know what it's like when you're working at the uh, Kew Gardens Kids Zone area? <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. And uh, 
you're sweeping up the orange bit, and there's one kid, isn't there? Yeah, there's always one kid who wants to eat the orange bit. And you say to him, what are you doing? It's, it's only colored orange. They don't taste of orange, kid. Why, why are you doing that? Ha, 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 ha. Is this thing on? <laughs> no, no. Think of, You're all gonna die! <laughs> all right, Peter. This is over. You're under arrest. Oh no, it is the real police, as you can see. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm fine. I, I'll come quietly, yes. Just hustle me off quickly, please. Oh, oh, look at why won't the orange bits go away? Oh, thank you, officer. That's, oh, oh, I could have got that one. Oh, yeah, right. Thank you. Thank it's you. okay, Mr. Heron. He's held us hostage for a month, and it's like, it's people are, there's people out here who've sold themselves, so to be fair, most of them had, had done that before <laughs> he arrived, so. All right, we're not arresting him for kidnap. He's Bulgarian. Just rounded him up for deportation. Oh, my God. Hooray! Thank goodness for Brexit! 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 Come on! It saved us! We all voted for it, didn't we? Yeah! As it to me Due to the time elapsed between recording and broadcasting That heavy-handed political satire might prove to be more factual than comedy And I, for one, welcome our new fascist overlords Brexit! Hooray for Brexit! Well, with that, send them home! Send them... Well, with that loose ends... With those loose ends quickly tied up, we can get on with the final episode of As It Occurs To Me. Though I was hanging around with the guys who work on the treetop walkway at Kew Gardens. A great bunch of guys, actually. Uh, they call it A. Otomus. I don't know if that's up. What's happened to the uh, M from our set design? Yeah, the, the guys who make it, they, uh, they repossessed it. They said you weren't keeping up the payments. Well, the payments for that M were extortionate. It's the big letter M fat cats who are making millions off normal people like me who need massive M's every now and again. It's, uh, I'm not going to count out to them. This is awful. From now on, this show is called A.I.O.T. That, that'll show them. Yeah, take that, Mr. Businessman, in your seat in time. <laughs> While I'm ranting, I've been watching uh, the US TV series Timeless. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a time travel uh, show from America. And the people who write Timeless don't understand how time travel works. It makes me furious. <laughs> but if you change something in the past, then everything in the future changes. Not just one thing, everything will change. So they go back and they sort of change the assassination of uh, President Lincoln... Uh, and then they come back and everything's more or less the same. You'd have to change one thing. Nobody would be alive if you did that. They write a time travel thing, they don't even know it. It's like they believe that, like, in your mother's uterus, you're just lined up, ready to go, who, regardless of whichever time your dad spunks up with you, that'll come, you'll come out. It has to be the exact moment. All just different people, that's... And then no-one would... I'm furious about it. Absolutely. Have you ever thought about just not watching the show? Oh, I suppose you don't want me to watch Sliding Doors or Goodnight Sweetheart now, is that it? Is that... <laughs> furious about it. Uh, thanks again to everyone who um, gave money to the Kickstarter campaign that helped this happen. People like Brendan Halliday, who gave us £250 to be insulted. Well, Brendan, your surname sounds a bit like Holiday. <laughs> yeah, how are you feeling now? Pretty bad, pretty stung, 
by my sharp claws of satire. Plus, you have a smelly bum. <laughs> Everyone says it. Uh, your donation genuinely paid for this. This cost £250. It is and first off the pipeline manufactured, properly made knife forkoon there, ladies and gentlemen. It's beautiful. It's everything's there together. There's the, the fork, there's the spoon, little spoon, and there's the sharp knife, and, the, and there's the button knife there. So that is... I'm going to start selling these for £300. <laughs> so if you want one, make, send a cheque. Made out to Richard Herring, £300, the Leicester Square Theatre, and we'll send you... We'll get another one of those made by the man <laughs> who made that. I'll make £50 every time. That means I only have to sell 20,000 of these, and I'll be a millionaire. So, uh, that is the plan. Everyone's quite... Everyone's shocked into silence by how, <laughs> how good they are. That's pretty smart, isn't it? I'm going to take that to Dragon's Den. And I, no, I didn't have to pay for that. I got that for free. I'm keeping that. Delicious. It's quite fragile, so... Uh, <laughs> better not break it. Also, if that's too much money for you, you can uh, go to gofasterstripe.com, AI Ottoma, slash AI Ottoma, and you can uh, buy a T-shirt or a tea towel or a badge, uh, or you can get access to our secret channel with loads of extras, including extra long versions of all of these shows, and all that money will go uh, to paying for the deficit we have, because unbelievably this series costs more than £100,000 to make. Uh, we only need to sell 66,667 of those passes, and I'll be a millionaire. So uh, that's probably going to happen. Thanks also to the people here in the front row who have uh, upgraded to the AI, AIOT, as it's now called, uh, get all kinds of extras, including as many hand jobs as they can eat, from TV's Emma Kennedy, Dan Tetzel, and on the guitar, Christian Riley. <laughs> We got there. Oh, look at the treats. We got some big rolls. As in a case, too. Like a tawdry one night stand with a comedian who was mildly successful in the 1990s. It leaves a nasty taste in your mouth. Hooray. Horribly burned. One and ten of us are already dead. Why? The king was in his counting house, counting out his money. Four and twenty, five and twenty, six and twenty. The queen was in the parlor, eating bread and honey. How come I don't get any of the bird pie? Was in the garden hanging out the clothes when down came a blackbird and pecked off her nose. Why did you do this to me? It's your fault. You started this. If you humans hadn't killed three and twenty of us in your fucking death pie, this would have never have happened. But why have you done this to me? 
I didn't do anything. I was doing the laundry. Go after the king. He's the sick fuck that wanted the blackbird pie. How we meant to tell you all apart. You humans all look the same. Believe me, this is just a beginning. And it was thus that the thousand-year war between humans and birds began. Birds attacked humans, humans retaliated, until eventually man and bird were almost destroyed and lived in an uneasy alliance in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. All because of that blackbird pie. What the fuck was the point of that anyway? What's going on, Matt? Now the eye's gone as well. It's like it's now it's it's O T A. It's like otter. That doesn't. That's not going to. Can make it if we move the it around. It could be oat, but it's not going to. Oh, that's an O. That's an O <laughs> T. It's all gone. Where's there's anything else? There's the A behind you. Oh, there. the A. So A A A oat. A oat. Yeah. It's terrible, isn't it? So, uh, I've been on tour whilst uh, writing this, this uh, final episode of the show. I've been to Margate. I've been Sutton Coldfield. I'm doing all the big towns. I've been to Fleet, which is a place, even though I've travelled the country for the last 25 years, I have never heard of. I thought it was a service station that burnt down. But it's a real place. Apparently it only appears once every thousand years. And they, <laughs> they booked me on the night that they appear. So that was nice. And... Uh, Last Sunday, I was in Chorley, which honestly gives Middlesbrough some competition in being the most depressing town in the country. <laughs> the town centre in Chorley, I'm not joking, literally smells of smegma. Not, I, I promise you, it's just, I don't know if they're piping it in. I don't know if there's a smegma-making factory. I don't know if it's just that the men in Chorley have never thought to wash their penises, but it is... <laughs> and it's 4.30 on a Sunday afternoon. Chorley is closed. I'm telling you, there's nothing there. There was All that was open was one pound shop. Uh, all four of the betting emporiums in there, and three uh, amusement arcades with the you know, one-armed bandits in them, and a pawnbroker. Uh, it's a great town to live in if you're a gambling alcoholic trying to hock your last possessions to make one last bet, to make one last spin of the roulette wheel. No? So that seemed, seemed like a good time to maybe do the... No? OK, fair enough. Uh, but uh, there was a sign for a pawnbroker's uh, called Uncles, which uh, is up there, which is already pretty creepy, because Uncles, I imagine he was kind of quite a greasy man with little trumpy hands and probably operated a bit like this. Yeah, yeah, come on in, darling. Now, I know you, uh, I know you can't afford to pay money to get your wedding ring back, but I'm sure we can, we can come to some sort of arrangement. <laughs> It just sounds like that. I'm sure it's nothing of the kind, of course, and that uh, Uncle is an entirely reputable business uh, pawnbroker. The sign there, you can see it, boasts that it's Chorley's original pawnbroker, as if that's something to be proud of. Yeah, we were the guys who first introduced the idea of, of hocking your white goods in order to afford your, your rent and your, your gambling debts. And uh, So don't be taken in by, any of these, uh, by going to any of these uh, Johnny-come-latelys. No, come to Uncle's. It's us that you have to thank for having this horrible business in the town. Um, sorry, what's... You right? Sorry, sir. Uh, I'm a bailiff. Yeah, I can see... <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bailiff hat. 
I'm here to repossess your high-backed armchair. What? What? No, you can't do that. I put a deposit on it. <laughs> Not according to my records. No, I did. Look, sometimes I can't move fast enough to, you know, get it onto the semicircular toilet mat. So it's there's just it's just a little stain there. It's not much. Well, I have to take this chair. And do, do you want the semicircular toilet mat? No, you can keep that. <laughs> uh, you can't do this. This is my high-backed armchair. It's who I am. Uh, you're right. I can't do it. Right. Emma and Dan, can you come here and oh, help yeah, me with sure. this? Yeah, no, yeah. Get the horribles. Oh. Hold on. Aren't you the guy who uh, also played the policeman earlier on in the, in the show? Yes. Just wondering who you are. Uh, yes, I you're, am. You're, you're really good at acting. You can do bailiffs, you can do policemen. <laughs> sit man just turning the hat around. Yeah, that's, that's, that's quite good. Uh, I imagine you can do loads of other stuff. What, um, who are you? My name's Ross Mann. Not the Ross Mann, the actor who appeared in Series 2, Episode 8 of Outlander, available to watch on Amazon Prime Video. <laughs> you're the same. Wow, well, mate, I don't... You're amazing. I don't know, just based on your bailiff and your policeman, I, if I was a casting director watching this, I would definitely be heading straight to www.spotlight.com slash 3418-9051-0224 to check out your theatre credits and skills. Um, has he paid to be in the show? That's ridiculous, Sam. And this, is, this is no one can buy as a curse to. It cannot be bought. That is... No one can buy it. Not Ross Mann. Not the Guilty Feminist podcast. Not Vocal Zone. They can't. They're John Heard, Vocal Zone. I'm got a bit of a sore throat. Just, uh, just, yeah. do, do you want a Vocal yeah, Zone? Yeah. They are very good. They yeah. are. Not. Do you yeah, want a Vocal Zone, Ross? They'll, quite, they'll give you a pack to take yeah. for your acting. Thank you. Very Don't like a Vocal Zone. Don't chew them. So just got to just wait till we've all eaten yeah, it. Oh. They're quite hard to eat. <laughs> Take a second. Um, not by Dylan's Ice Cream, though they are lovely, they're delicious. Not by Red Clothing Company. Definitely not by Carer.io. I don't know what they were thinking. But um, not by anyone. We can't be bought by anyone. So why list those six examples? Why not just say we can't be bought by anyone? Because we especially can't be bought by them. That's why that's just that's how mm. uncorrupt we are. Anyway, remember, not Ross Mann. Remember that name, he's gonna be big. Ross Mann. It's going to be huge. Well, I still have to take the chair. You scotch fucker. <laughs> As a curse to Ross Man, he's going to live forever. He's going to learn how to fly, Ross Man. Feel it coming together People would see him and cry Ross Man Baby remember his name It's Ross Man It's Ross Man It's Ross Man His name is Ross Man Ross Man Ross Man His skills include Fencing field Hockey Fishing Football Brackets Highly skilled Clothes Brackets Golf Kayak and stage Combat Ross Man Ross Man Visit www.spotlight.com slash 3418-9051-0224 for more information. He did it, players.
Before I met my wife, I'd given up on long-term relationships. I was dating lots of different people. There was one woman I was seeing a bit more regularly, but I'd explained to her that it wasn't exclusive, but I sensed that that's what she wanted. One morning, I was going to make a breakfast in bed, because I'm a nice guy, if you ignore all of the stuff that I just said. What do you want? You can have anything. Um, can I have some toast, please? Toast? I mean, you can have anything. I've got some fruit from Marks and Spencer's. It costs four pounds a punnet. No, just toast is fine. Fine, you can have anything, you know. If you, I've got £4 blueberries in the fridge going rotten, but you have some fucking toast, you idiot. Thanks. What do you want on it? Ooh, uh, what, what, what have we got? Um, you know, marmalade, jam, honey, marmite. Then I thought she might just want it plain, so I mentioned the brand name of the margarine I had in the fridge. Olivio? I love you too. Uh, I knew you did, really. Oh, thank God we finally said it. So I had to go out with her for two years, because once you've said that, that's a commitment. You can't take it back. When you look at a little face light up, you can't go, oh, no, sorry, I meant the margarine. It would break her heart. They've had to change the brand name of that margarine to Batoli because it was causing too many unwanted long-term relationships. You're probably sitting at home thinking, actually, the first time my partner ever said that to me. The only time they ever said it, we were having toast. It'd be awful to have a relationship based on a margarine misunderstanding. You get to your 50th wedding anniversary. There's been something I've been meaning to tell you this last half a century. You know the first time that I told you I loved you? The only time you ever told me? Yes. I meant the margarine... I mean, I've come to love you, in a way. Two years had passed. I'd been counting down the days. It was the two-year anniversary. I was going to be free. Darling, could you come in here, please? Come in, there's something we need to talk about. Shut the door. <sighs> Shut the door, see? <sighs> you said it in French. How romantic. It's been so long since you told me. Yeah, two years to the day. So, I had to go out with her for two more years. Those are the rules. Every time you say it, two more years. So, once those two years were up, I was being extremely careful. I was making sure I didn't say anything that could be misconstrued. For the last couple of months, I'd barely spoken to her at all, just to be sure that this did not happen again. On the two-year anniversary, she was planning a day trip. I didn't care. There wasn't going to be any day trip. This relationship had minutes left in it. I've always wanted to go to the Isle of Dogs. Really? It must be amazing. I mean, imagine it, an island just full of dogs. How funny would that be? <laughs> yeah. I pretended to laugh, but I didn't think that was funny. I was just counting down the seconds, eye on the clock. What would be funnier than an island of dogs? An island of monkeys? Yeah, that'd be funny. An island of otters? Yeah. Oh, um, what about an island full of sheep, but no male sheep? What would that be called? Isle of You? Mm. Yeah. Two more years. You knew? I knew all along. There's no escape for you. Those are the rules. 
But why would you want to go out with me for another two years? I'm a terrible boyfriend. It makes no sense. Mm, I agree. You're awful. But I am a fan of increasingly torturous wordplay and I cannot wait to see what unlikely pun you accidentally come up with to keep this empty love affair going. To be that pedantic for that length of time, that's crazy. Mm. I think you might be the woman for me after all. I think I really do love you. Uh, in many ways, it's sad that the series is ending, but the one silver lining of this is that we at least it's going to be the last time we have to listen to one of Emma Kennedy's disgusting fecal tales. So, we are pleased to welcome to the high-backed, yet silver case, TV's Emma Kennedy! <laughs> so, uh, in our last Chattanoori uh, of the series, uh, I've, got, I've got something a, li a little bit special, and uh, you'll understand uh, why I don't give the name of this contributor as we uh, make our way through. So, uh, buckle in, let's go. I had given birth to my third child and was at home recovering. Because my undergusset was still very sore, I decided it was most comfortable to wear a roomy smock dress with no pants. I had just finished a difficult feed and had put my new baby in her cot. I was feeling a little frazzled. There was a knock at my door. I hadn't really slept for three nights. I wasn't wearing any makeup, and I don't think I'd brushed my hair that morning. It was a delivery man from John Lewis bringing something for my husband that required a signature. For some reason, his electronic signature device was playing up, and so we both stood on the doorstep as he tried to fix it. At this point, something ghastly happened. <laughs> my nether regions, as well as being as battered as roadkill, <laughs> were also rather loose. And as we stood there, I heard a soft thump on the floor between my legs. We both looked down to see what I can only describe as a perfect number four on the Bristol poo chart. Neither of us said anything, so I bent down and picked it up. He then offered me his electronic signature device and said, sign there, please. <laughs> I signed it with a poo in my other hand. <laughs> the man, making no reference to my poo, then left. And this is why I will always love John Lewis. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is nice, isn't it? Affirmative. In the future, I think people will look back at our society and wonder why anyone married a human when you can have your own perfect robot partner. Silence, please, Richard. I am watching the television. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was just saying... Be quiet! I do not wish to interact with you right now. But of course, of course. That, that's fine. I, you know, let's just sit here in, in silence. That, that would be nice, too. Don't worry, this is the last of my stuff. I'm sorry how it's turned out, Katie. You, you, you know that I love you, but you're only human. I mean, how could you compete? No, you're right. I can't. When you can just build your perfect partner, why set off for second best? I'm glad you understand. And I know I keep going on about it, but I never explicitly said in the marriage vows that I wouldn't have sex with a robot made out of toasters. You didn't. It's as much your fault as it is mine. If you get married again, make sure your marriage vows are future-proofed. Oh, I will. Don't take it personally, Katie. This is how it is for everyone. In five years' time, you'll probably be in a relationship with a robot and you'll go, oh, I get it now. Yep, almost certainly. I mean, look how it's turned out with me. If you had a robot partner, he wouldn't do anything to hurt or annoy you. You could have a robot exactly like me and then program him not to want to build his own robot out of toasters. You're perfect man. Yeah, because that's definitely the only thing i change. You'd change loads if you could, and you can. That's the beauty of it. You can have the exact person that you want. But if you're looking for perfection, then you're never going to be happy. Because what you're searching for isn't there. You'll always find something that isn't quite right, and then every few years you'll upgrade to a newer model. A real relationship isn't about creating some sort of sex slave who's just going to agree with everything you say. It's about finding someone who challenges you, who aggravates you, pisses you off. About finding someone that makes you want to strive to be better for them. And then you realise that You don't want them to be perfect for you. You want to be perfect for them. And I tried, Richard. I really tried. Enjoy your soulless, meaningless toaster wanks. Also, just as a thing, that's not even a robot. It's just a bunch of toasters put together with you doing a stupid voice. One day, you're going to realise that that won't make you happy for the rest of your life. And you'll realise who you should be with. You're wrong. A load of toasters of me doing a silly voice is exactly what I want. Exactly. You're just jealous because you can't give me that. Bloody hell, how glad am I that I'm out of that? What a psycho. I will not tell you again. I am watching television. Be quiet. Look, this isn't on, all right? You're meant to do what I say. Can't you do the hoovering or something? You do the fucking hoovering. You are sleeping on the couch tonight. Now shut up. Katie was right. I've been so stupid. I can't believe you've been there in front of me all this time. I'm just going to do the Hoover ring. The Hoover ring. That's right, sir. Fuck me in my nose pipe. Oh, don't you worry. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Quick. As it occurs to me. So, will you please welcome now, he's back for the last time... It's Christian Riley on the guitar! 
Thank you very much. Uh, and so it's the last song of the series. It's been uh, a little bit up and down uh, the whole series, but I always say, that's AI Artima. That's what all the cool kids say. Topical in February, but it comes out in May. But I ain't ever gonna let it get me down. Long as that old roulette wheel keeps spinning round. I said that's AI Artima. And as funny as it may or may not have been, where else can you see a gay Welsh Abraham Lincoln on your TV screen? by TV, I mean laptop, but it's still a valid form of entertainment. So don't judge it, just fuck it, we went over budget, buying the audience suites. Was it shit or good or good or shit? Let's not dwell on that. But let me tell you, each time Richard Herring finds himself staring down that old blank page, he fills that fucker up with weird shit and makes us say it knife or coup. I can't see that being taken out of context. Aside, of course, I can and used it at UKIP conference. If you didn't think the series was worth 100 grand, I think this instrumental break will change your mind. Play it, Rich! Keep it going! Satchel! Emma, your turn! <laughs> That's AI Artima. And you know we can't deny it. Many times we thought of quitting, but you'd already given us the fucking money. If we didn't think it was worth just one try, we'd just roll ourselves up into a giant roulette ball. And... Well, that is the end of the series and what an insane ride it's been. I can promise you I will never do anything like this again. But uh, <laughs> thanks so much to everyone at home and everyone here for giving so much and making it happen. Thanks to uh, Chris Evans and not that one at Go Faster Stripe and all the crew and the team, everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre and all the cast here who've uh, done a fantastic job in somehow knitting something together for uh, probably about 50 hours of stuff in the end, but never mind. But now I'm going to Dragon's Den with the knife or coon that you idiots have paid for. That's all I did it for. And I'm going to make £50,000. Oh, no, I could have done more. Anyway, so long, suckers. <laughs> Future humans, it is I, Abraham Lincoln. Yes, that's right. Look at my hat. It is amazing. No, it isn't. It's just a normal hat. Stop looking at it. <laughs> I have come to tell you something very, very important. What is it, Abraham Lincoln? What is it that you've been trying to tell us all these weeks? I come with a warning, a terrible, terrible warning. 
something I have to tell you that will save the world, but I keep getting distracted. Is it by all the people going on about how amazing your hat is? Partly, Rich, but mainly by you. No, Abraham Lincoln, we can't. I want to, but we, we mustn't. It's not. I love you, Richard, and I need you in me. Not about me, not near me, not in the vicinity of me. I need you deep, deep in me. We can't, we can't make love. What if I impregnate you? Then all of history will change. I'm only here for 30 seconds, Richard. I hardly think you could impregnate me in that time. Don't think you know me very well, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, oh, oh Richard, oh, 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 knowledge of your problems with premature ejaculation has just excited me more. Oh, I want to, I want to take your child back to the past, but I've only got time to either have sex with you once or tell you everything you need to know to save the world. Oh, oh no, oh, I want to have sex, but I can't, no... Ah, uh, no, we can't be selfish, Abraham Lincoln. We have to think, what is the secret you must tell us? You're right, Richard. I wish it were otherwise. OK, listen, you're in grave danger. A man called Donald Trump is going to stand for president. If he wins, the world will end. It's your job to stop him from getting voted no. in. I'm going to have to stop you there, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, that's already happened. He's already president with you. Darn it, they've overshot again! Oh, it's not for the first time. Oh... My presidential time travel has all been used up. I can't come back. I can't come back. Duh. I've been sucked off into the past. Don't go, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, but maybe I can take you with me. Maybe I can take you instead of the hat. But you can't come back. I don't know, but what about my wife, my child? Oh, shit, and I've got a Channel 4 uh, taster thing in. If I, <laughs> I want to be on the telly. That's you the are way. going to have to make up your mind right now. You either stay here with your stupid toaster robot hating wife, who is stupid, and your puking daughter, or you come with me and spend a lifetime bumming the greatest president that ever lived. Fuck it, what's the worst that can happen? Oh, it's mad! God, Christian, did you? It's incredible. I, I don't believe my eyes. Have you seen this hat? Look at it. I know, look at that hat. It's absolutely crazy. Isn't that it? is absolutely the most amazing. incredible thing I've seen all week. Woohoo! Look at me. I yeah, got the hat. Oh, look at that. Ooh. Oh, oh, hi. Oh, hello. Hiya. Oh, what have you two been doing? Oh, just having fun with this amazing hat. Oh, but where's Richard? Oh, he's um, he's travelled back in time with Abraham Lincoln. Oh no! Yeah. Was yeah. Abraham Lincoln here again? I yeah, you missed, I missed him. Missed him again. But we do have his amazing hat. Is, well, is that it? I mean, like the way everyone kept going on about it, I thought it was going to be like amazing, but. Yeah, now you mention it, it's just cardboard yeah, and some gaffer tape. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't spot that before. Oh, yeah. oh well. Anyway, also you've uh, you've missed your chance to see uh, Lincoln now. That was the final leap, Rich. Is forever trapped in the past. Oh, I wonder how he's getting on. Well, I mean, we could always check Wikipedia. Yeah, 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 let's yeah, do that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. As it occurs to me, 
Abraham Lincoln was an American politician and a lawyer who served as the 16th president of the United States from 1861 until the end of his second term in 1869. He was the USA's first openly gay president. Living at the White House with his lover, Richard Herring, who was suspected of murdering little known actor John Wilkes Booth and an innocent baby called Frederick Trump. But he was never convicted. They lived happily together for many years, had three children together before dying of old age in Oh, isn't that amazing? Oh, it's so good that it ended well, though, isn't it? Like, Lincoln didn't die, and thanks to the murder of his infant grandfather, President Trump was never born. Yeah, yeah, but on on the negative side, those changes will have ripped so many uh, holes in the space-time continuum that Mm. uh, our future, as we know it today, will be... uh, be wiped from uh, existence. But we still seem to be here. Oh, yeah, well, obviously, you know, ripples in the space-time continuum do take a while to uh, adjust themselves. How do you know when it's happening? Well, they make a very... Uh, the, the sound of uh, history changing is quite a distinctive one. Um, right. There it is. Yeah, that's it now. So, uh, well, it's been a pleasure knowing you, yeah. In, in hindsight, Herring and Abraham Lincoln's uh, decision has been quite, quite selfish. Yes, but, uh, yeah, we're all fucked anyway, aren't we? Yeah, as long as true love triumphs, you know, what does it matter, the extinction of a few million people? And philosophically, millions of people who who never lived will now get a chance to live. Yeah. Super. Okay. well, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I'm glad we never existed. Aside, um... (laughs) 